welcome to this week's episode of the show. My name is Christy. I'm the guide here. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm <laughs> I'm so glad that you're here listening and tuning in. My hope is always that you're listening with more than just your ears, though I deeply appreciate that sensory organ tuning into my voice. Um, the hope is just that you tune in with your whole self, your whole being, your body, your heart, your mind, and all, all of your essence. If something touches any part of your essence, then, um, then that's a beautiful blessing, and I'm so grateful for that. So thank you so much for dedicating a portion of your earthbound time to listening to the show and doing something really, really beautiful and hopefully very deeply nourishing for yourself. Um, if you're new here, hi, welcome. So glad you found this space and this work. And if you have been hanging around for a bit, welcome back. The fact that you keep coming back is such a great honor and pleasure. So I hope this continues to offer you bits of what you're looking for, maybe something you didn't even know you needed on your journey. Okay, so um, this week is uh, being recorded right after the Cancer New Moon, so I just want to have everybody take a big, beautiful, long exhale with me, just pause whatever else you're doing and just... How are you? I think this moon has been deeply impactful for so many of us. In fact, I might even say that even if you don't follow any kind of sky movement, you're feeling this one. And I have heard so many people recently talk about big changes in their lives. I'm talking like ruptures, like big moves or um, big relational decisions or um, new like work energy, big, big job changes or exiting a job, just, just kind of like yeah, ruptures, identity shifts, these kinds of things, different choices being made. And um, I've also been hearing this and feeling this deeply myself. This feels like a culmination of energies, like things are coalescing now that are going to begin to take shape in this earthbound realm over probably the latter half of the year, so at least the next six months, if not beyond that. And I totally feel that. And I'm really seeing this kind of energy in my life, seeing it as in seeing it with all of me, you know, not just my eyes. So if that's you right now and you're kind of noticing that kind of stuff or you're sitting in some rupture energy, you're so totally not alone. I think your individual experience is yours and so very much tied to what is happening collectively which is influenced by what happens in our universe and in our solar system and 
when these other bodies um, come into contact. So yeah, so we have the new moon in Cancer, new cycles, new agreements, kind of feels like old agreements are ending, um, old contracts are expired, they've run their course, a um, lot of space for newness feels like it's coming in. So. If that's you or you're feeling that, you know, let that be blessed and hold that vision really strongly and with a lot of courage. Um, I also want to say that um, I heard this yesterday from somebody who knows a lot more about astrology than I do, that the Saturn-Uranus squares that have been happening as the hallmark astrology of this year, of 2021, they're in retrograde right now, so they're apart. And so we have like a little bit more of a lighter quality to the energy right now, which is beautiful, right? Like coming out of like this watery um, season and moving into Leo season soon, this very fiery, um, fun, passionate energy, um, that's gonna be really productive to kind of like ease up and take uh, what we've learned from our these squares so far and and work with them and learn from them so if you kind of feel like you've been undergoing some kind of process recently and i'll just say for me the squares feel like uranus uh shaking things up um demanding that you kind of do things differently and do it your own way and then saturn is applying the pressure to be responsible and do it sustainably and do it in a way that's aligned in your own ethics and integrity and what you feel is deeply rooted in the highest good of all, right? So you've got these really powerful energies coming together in square, which is kind of like a tension, but it's like um, Renee Sills, this amazing, beautiful astrologer, called it like the leg of a table, right? Like both sides of the, the tabletop and the leg have to come together in balance and and at that pinnacle point so that they're, both of their integrities are upheld, otherwise the whole thing falls apart. So that's kind of where we're at right now. We're, we're really learning something right now. We're really getting into something. So um, now while these planets are in retrograde and they're kind of out of that square, uh, is a really good time to like know what you know, you know, and reflect back on what you're learning and kind of just watch your process and see, and like I said, hold that vision. They're gonna square one more time in December and then they'll come apart in February and that'll be done with. So it'll come to completion next year. So just keep going, <laughs> keep building. Saturn is a, is a supportive energy for building also, right? Ruler of Capricorn. Okay, so I just wanted to mention these things because I think they're very important to a lot of our experiences right now, right? Like Uranus is such a disruptor. Um, it's like the liberator, right? It's the energy to see liberation on all fronts. So Uranus also says, all souls are my friend, right? So liberation from ego, from personality, from um, oppression, from feeling like a victim, this kind of thing is super Uranus. Um, so just keep that in mind as well. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is not an astrology podcast. As you may know, and if you've been hanging out for a while, you'll know that astrology is a passion project of mine. I spend a lot of time with my personal astrology and just learning about astrology as a symbolic language. And I really love working with symbols and symbology. So that's why, um, I think that's why it resonates so much. Okay, 
Moving on to what we're going to talk about today. Um, we are going to talk about seeing through the eyes of the divine. So I'm gonna get into what that means shortly. Um, when I say the word divine, I am not coming from any kind of religion or school of thought or philosophy. It is simply the notion that we are all a ray of the same light and therefore we all have the same qualities of the divine universe that holds us all. So that's what I mean when I say divine. So keep that in mind and let's get into this because this is a really beautiful thing to talk about. Oh, before we do that, I also wanted to say that this is the 63rd episode of this podcast. Woohoo! And the numerology of it is nine, which is a deeply sacred number. And um, it is synchronous because of the deeply sacred aspect of the moon that just happened, of what is going to be birthed from this time period. Um, just a lot of synchronicity wrapped up in that. So I would just encourage you to kind of take a look at the sacred in your life right now. And we're also going to do that going further with the show. Okay, let's do it. That was a long intro. I hope it had some really important, powerful pieces and, and maybe even a couple of ahas if you're kind of sitting here like, what the H is going on? <laughs> um, also, if you're wondering what the H is going on in your personal astrology, I highly recommend, um, well, there's two options that I'll throw out there. One, tune into the Embodied Astrology podcast horoscopes. Renee Sills, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, amazing astrologer, amazing human being. Um, they have a whole project around astrology that you can get involved with if you want. I'm involved and I just adore it. Um, and I really adore her and her work. So uh, that's a way to, for a free way to just kind of figure out what's going on with you month by month. Um, and get some guidance. And then also, if you want your chart read, uh, I have a very good friend that was on this show before. Her name is Carrie Gain. She is a soul astrologer and she can read your natal charts or any chart you want read. She can definitely do it. So I will put both of their um, information pieces in, in the show notes. And yeah, that way you have some resource. All right. So, okay. Oh, this topic came through for me, gosh, back in like, oh, I don't even know. It's been a while though. And I've been sitting with it for a really long time and I was going to record it and then I was like, no, this kind of feels like a cancer episode. And, you know, here we are and we're here on the, the, the nine, sacred number nine the 63rd episode of the podcast, so synchronous. And we're going to be talking about something that I am going to take you through through very personal anecdote. 
um, an experience because I think this is a really beautiful, non-dogmatic, non, like, there's no teachings attached to this really, right? Like this is purely experiential. I've deepened my understanding of this through my tree of life studies, through astrology, through all the things that I sink myself into and steep myself in, wisdom teachings. However, these a couple of these experiences happened to me before I even knew any of this stuff, even before I knew that I'm like a, a divine being myself. Um, okay, so maybe I need to give a little more background information about where we're headed here. Okay, so if we take on the role of soul in a body, right, if that much is true, which if you're hanging out on this podcast, I think you probably hold that knowing, right? A soul is an infinite thing. It goes on forever. It is non-linear, non-dimensional even, right? And when we exit the earth plane, when we make our departure from our sacred temple that the soul is housed in as a vehicle for our earthbound sojourn, we are traveling back to spirit, right? We are becoming the allness and um, going to, at some point, reincarnate for a new experience. Yeah, so if that's what we're doing and our job, one of our tasks on earth is to remember our sacredness, remember our wholeness, remember our divinity, then we have to tune our senses into more than just what the ego allows us to tune into. So what that means is we're using our five senses plus our intuition to tune into a higher experience, right? There are many different frequencies and vibrations here on the earthbound realm. And we are here to tune into the higher ones, right? Because that's where our remembrance of our divinity resides. Yes, it will take us through underworld experiences. Yes, it will take us through um, ancestral and intergenerational trauma. Yes, it will take us through many different heartbreaks or heartbreaking opens or disappointments in material ways for sure right all in the hope that we will remember our highest potential and purpose as we move through and shed these layers of um, bondage basically right restriction false memory, illusion, cellular memory, this kind of thing. So if we have reached um, the point where we're willing to access our full medicinal essence, right? Our, our medicine that we're here to disseminate over our lifetime. When we decide we're going to do that, there's a really good chance that we will have the opportunity to start seeing things 
what I will say is more clearly is beyond illusion, is beyond ego, is beyond wound filters. I call them wound filters. When we take something from the external and filter it through a wound that we carry and then make meaning out of it. So, um, yeah. So I'm going to talk about how I was opened up to these experiences and then we'll kind of go from there. The first time I came into contact with an angel (laughs) um, was the night that my former partner and I went up to the city of Milwaukee. We went up for a concert at this tiny venue and we were having bourbon neat and it was just a beautiful night, so fun. It was like early fall, my favorite time of year. And I was back in the city that I had gone to university in and I was back there with somebody that I loved so much and was so excited to show him around. So um, yeah, so we went to the show, his choice, and then we went to this, (laughs) this club on the east side that was pretty close to where I used to live actually. And we, we stayed until close and we were just like dancing and having such a good time. And it was like three in the morning by the time we got out of there and we were waiting for an Uber. And it was cold and we were like ready to go home. And this woman came out of nowhere and she was homeless and she just came right up to us and started talking to us. And she was asking us these really beautiful questions. And I can say that she was otherworldly because of how she spoke to us. Um, She did not ask us for anything. She was there to give us something for sure. And I, I think she... Not that I knew it at the time, but I think she shook me awake. And that process would take me another, I don't know, six or seven months to really realize. Um, But she was asking us these deeply profound questions about love and partnership. And basically prodding us to look at what we had and look at what we were doing. And... It was a full body experience, like so deep. She sent her frequencies so deep into my self, just the allness that I am, that she stirred something hugely. And that's kind of what I mean when I say she shook me awake. It took a while because... It was so profound what, what had happened inside me that it took a while for me to process it and arrive with what I needed to arrive because she hit me in layers that I didn't even know I had. But it was huge. It was absolutely huge. And she, she just like blessed us, blessed us, walked away, turned the corner and literally disappeared And I was like, I knew, I just knew she was an angel. I just knew she was another, she was a being from another realm coming to us as a messenger to say something super important 
and we could take that in any way that we were going to. And for me, looking back, it was so clear that that experience was part of what led me back to me. Okay, so that happened. And then about, I don't know, probably like seven or eight months down the road, maybe even nine. That would be, wouldn't that be funny if it was nine? It probably was though. Um, Summer, late summer, Leo season. Um, After I had already decided that I was going to walk this path, you know, that I was going to take on um, the role of what I'm meant to do here on this earth, you know. And so that was still something that was like very new to me because that had happened in June, Gemini season. And so here we are a few months later in Leo season and I was out with that same person, that same partner, and uh, a good friend that I had known for many years and some of her friends were celebrating her birthday and we were downtown Chicago in the loop. And again, homeless woman comes out of nowhere. She is like shining bright like the sun. Like I'm not even kidding. Just this beautiful smile and this eminence and radiance to her that you, I had not seen on anybody before. And she was so kind, so kind. She just brought joy. Like she like came in this bubble of joy and just like handed it to us, you know, and it was incredible. I just felt so overpowered with the emotion and experience of all encompassing full body joy from this person's essence and so amplified in my own love frequency because she was bringing that healing quality to our group. And I honestly can't even remember what the other people were doing when I was having this experience. I was so focused on her energy and seeing her light because I needed it and I didn't even know it that like everything else, time and space were like completely irrelevant. I was just like in this whole nother dimension. And it was that same way in Milwaukee also. You know, it was like I had left the constraints of the earth plane and was in this frequency of higher revelation, guided by this essence. And I remember asking her if I could give her a hug. And she let me give her a hug and it was so beautiful. So beautiful. I think I even like cried. I was just so overcome with what I was experiencing from this stranger, from this person that, from this person that truthfully, like a few months before that, or like a year before that, I wouldn't even have looked at her, you know? So that happened in Leo season in August. And then recently, very recently, I was at dinner with my parents. We were sitting outside and they left and I noticed that there was a homeless woman sitting at one of the tables outside. 
And I went to my car and I had this full conflict with myself. Like, I'm really tired. I want to go home. I just want to go get in bed. And then this other voice, the much quieter voice, much quieter voice whispering to me saying, are you going to be the person that you say you want to be? Are you going to do the thing that is of the highest essence and order in this situation? Are you going to walk towards this discomfort and sit through it and do it because you want to love all? So I, I went back. I went back to the restaurant and I asked her if I could sit with her and I asked her if I could buy her food and I asked her questions about her life and about who she was and about what she wanted for herself and I just listened and I listened to my story too inside and I really found a lot of space and a lot of softness and tenderness. And I could see that she had a lot of struggle, you know? Um, The things that she told me were heartbreaking. I mean, living on the streets in one of the most wealthy, powerful nations on this earth is an affront to human dignity still. I mean, the things that happen to her are almost unspeakable, except that she had the courage to tell me. And I had the courage to hear it. And I saw her divinity. Clearly, I saw it. And I saw it in myself, too. And we sat and talked for like two hours. I bought us dessert and we just talked. Like we laughed some t- a few times. And I was able to overcome any kind of discomfort in myself in order to connect with this person who probably sees very little connection in her day-to-day. And that was such a gift. It was such a gift for me. It was such a, it was a test for sure, right? It was a test of, can I be the person I say I want to be? Can I overcome my own issues or ego? Or can I just get out, get the hell out of my own way? and connect with the spirit of this other being. And synchronously, I happened to have a load of clothes in my car that I was planning to take to a thrift store, and she she asked me for a coat at the end. And I said I didn't have a coat. What I did have was a sleeping bag, and some sweatshirts, and t-shirts, and all of these things that I'm paring down hugely in my life, so I'm just getting rid of excess that this person now had to hopefully keep her safe and warm and somewhat comfortable, right? Like, 
you want to talk about discomfort, holy cow, um, on her journey. And I gave it to her and I left after those hours and I sobbed like I have never sobbed in my life on the way home and well into the night, like puffy face, you know, woke up with swollen eyes because it was like this full body um, grief, you know, and it was a life-changing experience. All three of these times, though they were very different, the first one was devastating of sorts. It really definitely hit me really hard. The second one was like high joy elevation. And the third one was deep grief that went beyond me. And um, yeah, we don't have a choice anymore. When we truly want to take on the, the mantle of Earthkeeper, or we truly want to lead an air quote spiritual life and be an embodiment of all these things, you know, that are so coveted in the spiritual community, whatever the hell that means, you know, like, I don't know, high priestess or shamanic practitioner or healer or what whatever right like whatever the thing is whatever the identity is it's for not if we're not able to see the spirit the divinity of things that we normally wouldn't see it in let me ask you this when's the last time you made eye contact with a homeless person When's the last time you gave a homeless person something more than money or, um, I don't know, a judgment, a side eye, something? When's the last time you stopped, looked at who you were talking to, and then gave because you wanted to give from your heart or from this deeply benefic place that was like, I, that says it is my duty as an embodied being to take care of other embodied beings because I can, right? That's a sacred oath. It's a sacred oath. But if you would have asked me that question or any of those questions a few years ago, I would have answered never, never. It would have been too uncomfortable for me. I haven't been faced with poverty in this lifetime. Not in the physical way like that. I've never gone without physical comfort. Right? I've gone without emotional safety and emotional comfort. I've not gone without the full package though. And for me acknowledging that in others was too 
painful and uncomfortable and I couldn't sit with it. I could not sit with it. I thought that there was such a wide divide between that life and the one I had that there was no way I could cross it without feeling like a pretentious asshole or feeling like that person would hate me for what I had or feeling like I wouldn't even know where to begin with that other person. Now, that's changed for me. I see no difference between me and them. Yes, I recognize and honor that we're on a very different path and that our souls took different agreements in this lifetime and that we're taking on different lessons. And I honor the power, the dignity, the beauty, the uniqueness of that other being's essence. Because why? Because they are also divine beings. We are all divine beings. I feel like I'm a a preacher, like delivering a sermon right now. And I feel like this is where a lot of, um, I mean, this isn't unique to organized religion. This is where a lot of our cultural constructs just fall apart. We don't take good care of each other. We don't. From the systems we grow up in, to the culture that we perpetuate, to the way that we look at different people and pedestal them or pummel them down even further. We don't take care of each other, and that has to stop. We have to stop that bullshit. We have to stop being so caught up with whatever it is that we're going after. Because if we're so caught up with it, it's an ego thing. It's not even a spirit thing anymore. It's not a soul-led thing. If you're so myopic for what you want, where's where's your broad vision? Where's your broad lens? Where's your legacy? What does the legacy look like at that point? Because if we're not seeing spirit in places where spirit seems impossible to find, we're not recognizing our divinity. We're not. And maybe that sounds like, you know, like something to push back against. It is true, though. You know? And so I'm going to encourage you today not just today, today and beyond if you can, if you're ready for it, to take a, look at, take a look at things that you normally do not look at, whether that's old people, sick people, homeless people, the people that are so-called shut-ins or shut-out of mainstream society, right? Suffering, human suffering. You don't have to go far to see it. You don't have to go far to find it. You'll have to go far and deep within yourself, though, in order to access that point where you can see them as a divine God self, right? 
And if you can see your God self of you, that person is an extension of you. Same light, different ray. And if you're on this deeply spiritual path and you're studying, I don't know, Kabbalah or you're studying universal shamanism or you're studying herbalism or something like that, it's going to ask you to get there at some point. It is. It's going, because these all will teach you. These all teach you that we're all the same. We're all the divine. We're all incarnate beings with the same power, the same ability to birth and bring forth a unique medicine. We all can teach each other something. We're all students and teachers of the same soul university. And are we listening? Are we seeing that? Are we paying attention? Because if we're not, we're missing out. We're missing the whole point. And it's not... I'm not telling you this because I think I'm a saint or because I think I've arrived at some enlightened precipice or something. Far from it. I'm telling you because it can happen to you at any point, anywhere, anytime. And you have the option, the choice. You have the power of choice all the time to either look at that in the eye and see that soul looking back at you Or you can turn your head, push five bucks in their hand, and keep going. So what are you going to do? And I can tell you this. When you start to see divinity in all circumstances, in all people, in all life, nasty judgments start just becoming an obsolete practice. You know what I'm saying? Psychoanalyzing people, pitying them, whatever it is, becomes an obsolete practice. It just does. Why? Because you're in in a higher frequency. Like I was saying earlier, if we're going to reach those higher planes of existence, those lower vibration practices cannot come there. You know, once you cross into that portal, and yes, you'll portal jump. You'll go back and forth. We're human. It's part of the human experience. We have choices, right? We don't always make the right one, the highest good one. We don't always do that. But when we are in that higher portal of frequency, that reach for a judgment, that neural pathway, it's like rerouted completely. It's like totally transformed, And and it's amazing how it will change the relationships in your life. Not Not just ones that like you have every day, right? Like when you start seeing your partner as a divine being, right? As a divine essence, holy cow. Mad, deep, unending, unconditional love. When you start seeing that in your kids, your parents, people that you love already, that you see already, transcendental totally transcendental 
When you start bringing that into transactional relationships, your barista at your favorite coffee shop, the person who sells you your movie tickets, your bartender, whomever, yeah? Transcendental, joy, honoring, deep connection. It turns transactional relationships into a deep, fulfilling, meaningful exchange. It's beautiful. If you're an herbalist and you start to see that with the herbs you're working with, you're seeing them as divine. You're seeing them as living, breathing, medicinal essences. Transcendental. You will have relationships with things and beings you didn't even know you could have that deep of a relationship with. Which makes it pretty hard to extract too, doesn't it? Makes it pretty hard to participate in systems that oppress, systems that continue to perpetuate abuse, poverty, um, economic depression, all these things that keep people small, overlooked, without, all these just undignified systemic things that we do to one another because we're not looking at the shit that we engage ourselves in, that we comply with because we just don't even bother to, to see if there's a different way because it's comfortable to comply in some ways, right? Saturn and Uranus are telling you to get the F out of compliance. Wherever you're complying in your life, stop it. That's Uranus. That's Uranus being like, I'm going to shake the shit out of you until you wake up. And then Saturn's over there looking over Uranus's shoulder being like, yep, and we're going to do this responsibly and sustainably once you've got what you need. And you're going to be so responsible and I'm going to, I am going to, I am going to prod you in the back with my fingers <laughs> until you straighten up and start being responsible and start taking a look around you. You know what I'm saying? That's how it is. They're opening your eyes to the divine. That's what these planetary energies are doing. They're divine beings as well. Powerful. No wonder they were worshipped as gods and goddesses, right? Like, come on. So, I hope you get what I'm saying. You know, like, this is bigger than... This is bigger than me. This is bigger than the podcast. This is bigger than my legacy. This is like the human legacy at this point, right? It's starting to, is, yeah, awakening to the divine in all, putting on, putting on a new perspective. It's beyond a perspective, though. It's a practice. It starts with a practice. Kindness, deep kindness and compassion, not pity, not, um, not some like lofty sense of duty. None of it. Nope. It's admitting flaw. Admitting, I don't know how to do what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do it anyways. That's the kind of attitude we have to have. And we can take that and put that into everything we do. I don't know how I'm going to create the container for my medicine, but I'm going to do it anyways. I don't know how I'm going to sit with this person with stage four cancer who's on hospice. I'm going to do it anyways, though. 
and I'm going to be that divine light the whole time and I'm going to see that divine light in the other and refuse to see anything else while I'm doing it. And the more we do it, the more it becomes the nature, the quality, the essence, the medicine that we resonate in. Right? It's seeing past any of these other earthbound things, seeing past poverty, seeing past crippling illness, seeing past physical disability, seeing past learning disability, seeing past um, whatever it is, right? That like gets some kind of weird stigma in society or, or crushing stigma in society. Seeing past all that and seeing the eyes looking back at you of the divine, right? The eyes are the portal to the soul. Can you see them? Can you look at them? Can you look at your own eyes in the mirror? Can you see soul in them? Once you can, it is our sacred duty to turn our soul eyes, the eyes of our own God self divinity on to the world around us. Because the eyes of the divine, they see everything, right? They see inside us. They see inside others. They see everything around them. In such a way, though, that the frequency is held really high and the judgments are gone and the assumptions are gone and the wound filters are healed. They're not there anymore, right? Highest vision, highest vision. So important right now. We are at like I was saying in the intro, we are at a culminating moment right now. Energies are just coalescing. They're coalescing in this collective realm and they're coalescing on a personal level so that we can contribute to these big changes that Uranus and Saturn are pushing us to make, are shaking us apart to make. What is culminating for you? What can you see in your experience? What are you refusing to look at that you will intentionally look at? See that now with this new moon energy. And watch how your life transforms. Watch how your light spreads across the room. Watch how it touches everything you meet. Watch how people touch you. Other beings touch you with their light. Light, it makes more light. See it everywhere. See it all. See the darkness. See the light. See the divinity. And be so blessed in that. Aho, I feel complete. our individual quality. That's what one of my teachers says about the breath. 
goes along with what we were talking about today. Um, yeah, passionate riff, so passionate. You'll see a lot of passion from me these days. I'm just so full of it and full of fire, and and it's just burning in me like I never thought possible, and that's because I've just cleared so much of the other garbage out. Um, you know, I grew up in a really judgmental first family, like our exchanges and interactions with each other, with pretty much everything, which is so interlaced and oppressed with judgment. And so um, it runs very rampant in, in the, my family of origin. And so I think part of my liberation in this lifetime is to get out of judgment frequency and to spot it in other people and help them move out of it too. Um, because it's so oppressive. You want to talk about self-oppression. Holy cow. Take on judgment. Assume what other people are judging about you. Oh my God. It will weigh you down until you feel like you're crawling everywhere. It's awful. So, um, I think that's just one little sliver here of the work that I was talking about. And I hope beyond my words, you were able to really tap into the frequency that I was putting out because I'm here just like vibrating and emanating and I can just kind of see my energy and it's so big right now. So I hope you're able to come into that frequency and make a little nest for yourself there and get what you need um, because it's here for you. I love you all deeply and I'm so grateful that you're here with me and I hope that you have a blessed week whenever you're finding this. I hope um, I hope you get touched in some way that really brings this home and lands it for you if you're ready for that. And I hope to have you back next week. I'm back on a solo. Um, yeah, sending you all so much love. promise of continuing to show up in my divinity and with so much willingness to see and honor your divinity as well. Aho. Uh-huh.